Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A narrative let's play adapted and produced by Revoke GM. Combining in-game audio with additional voice acting through dialogue and descriptions to improve your listening experience. Rediscover the amazing story of the 1999 cult classic isometric video game, Planescape Torment, like you've never heard before. Day one, hour unknown. I've escaped the mortuary and found myself in the hive, a riddle of streets in a floating city called Sigil, the city of doors. I found a note that mentioned someone in the Gathering Dust Bar, an initiate named Emmerich. It seems I am not the only one interested in finding this ferret. I also met Ingress. She had been transported to the city through one of these doors on a home plane, and ever since has not been able to find a way back. I've promised to help her if I can, but as everyone keeps telling me, these doors could be anywhere could be anything. You catch the eyes of a scrawny young figure leaning upon a wooden staff. One of their legs is bound in tightly woven scraps of cloth. Greetings, kid. They hobble back, startled. Hey, w w what you be wanting, Cutter? Their gaze is locked onto your scars. I have nothing on me, so's I don't, and my rags are not worth the trouble. C calm yourself, I I'm, I'm not here to rob you. I, I just had some questions. Keeping a distance, their eyes dart from side to side as if expecting something to step out of the shadows. Questions, you said? On uh, <laughs> what might those questions be? What can you tell me about these slums? Eh. Uh, they look at you warily, brows furrowed in confusion. What you wanted to know about the hive, Cutter? Why is it called the hive? I, I, I don't know. A look of fear crosses their face. A mess of streets, a mess of people, mayhap. Oh, easy now, Chief. Looks like it just blew this kid's mind. Anything around here of interest? It, uh, it depends. Depends on what you find interesting, Cutter. <laughs> what if I was looking for a good time? Yeah. Well, there, there's the smouldering corpse bar, uh, a few blocks downward, uh, southward of the mortuary, uh, and the dusty bar's just back over there. They gesture, casually, to one of the buildings at the edge of the square, and their initial panic seems to subside a little. Though, you don't look the colour to be drinking both with the dusties. <laughs> Any of the other places around here is just dangerous, so be on your guard. Oh, and I, I'm not a kid. W what do you mean? Earlier, you called me a kid. I'm not. Uh, um, uh, sorry, um, um, sir, ma'am, All right, mm. right, relax, just call me Chino. Chino, uh, uh, what's dangerous around here? Anywhere in the hive once dark falls. Then there's the angled alley. Oh, you, you, you want to be keeping yourself out of there unless you want to be in the dead book. Why is this alley of angles so dangerous? A place of gangers and muggers cutter. Don't be going there unless you want your next stop to be the mortuary. Used to be a street for some barmy maid burned it down one night. That's the hive for you. Where's this alley located? It's just further down and round the gathering dust. Uh, all right. And what if I was looking for some work? 
precious little uh, honest work to be found around here, Cutter. You can hunt some brain vermin for some coppers, pass them off to the branch for some jink to tell. But messing with the brain vermin is dangerous work, though. Brain vermin? Aye. Nasty little critters. Chino bears the front teeth and chitters, imitating a rat. <laughs> it's not funny. Alone, they're nothing at all. It's just when these get together, they get all smart the more of them around each other. They start getting smart as a governor. Nobody in their right mind wants that to happen. Has it to everyone's health, it is. What else can you tell me about this city? What you want to know about Sigil, then? What is this place? The city? City of doors. The cage. Place where all doors lead to and from. Centre of the plains. I guess most of the backwash from all places, too. Some say this is where everybody ends up at one point or another. City of doors. <laughs> eh? Aye. You see, Cutter, the city is... Uh, the city is... Uh... Chino struggles to find the right words and frantically scratches at the tangled mess of straw-like hair that sprouts from their head. The city's got a batch of doors scattered through it, and, and you see, the, the doors... The doors... Let me rattle my bone box for a little more sense. You see, these doors, they're all over Sigil, but they don't always look like doors, see. They're, they're more like portals, see, and, and and they can be just about anything. A, a window frame, a, a, a picture, picture frame, frame, an archway, an archway a barrel hoop, a, a, a space between a table's uh, legs or a statue's a legs. Table's, uh, and let me guess, all of these things are doors. I doors portals can be anything that's closed on all sides it's hard to tell where they are unless you got the key to the door you've heard all this before but they appear to be enjoying themselves and you don't have the heart to stop them enlighten me what are these keys each door's got a key which makes it open see most times you won't even know a door's around you unless you got the key then the door opens and you can step through and take your chances Trick is, you know I was saying all those doors can be anything. Well, so can keys. They could be a thought you'd be having about pastries, or a little jig you do, or or maybe the key's an object like a cobblestone or a broken tooth. Anything. Chino shrugs. I imagine every place touches here, one way or another. Not all the sickles as ugly as you see here, neither. Th- that how you get here, Cutter? Through a door? What makes you say that? Eh, uh, well, you, you don't act like you're from round, Sigil, see? Uh, I see. Uh, um, I'm missing a journal. Have you seen one, or do you know where I might find one? You missing a what? Never mind. Uh, farewell. Uh, thank you for your help. Eh. Uh, As you turn to leave, they lick their lips and poke out a dry, pale tongue. Kote, you might think you're... Uh, Chino studies you intently. You could spare a few coppers for a blood who helped you on your way. Not many around here do that for a fella. Enough for us to wet the tongue after all that talking. You palm three coppers into a bandaged hand. Glancing around to see if anyone saw the exchange, they tuck the coins into the wrappings of their leg. Thank you kindly, Cutter. May the lady's shadow pass you by. No problem, kid. Uh, Chino. (laughs) Wait, Wait a minute. Lady... Who do you mean? The mistress of Sigil. You've not heard of her? You must be blessed, or more clueless. 
uh, know little about Sigil indeed. <laughs> Lady's words law here in Sigil. Except she don't say much. Dead silent she is, actually. Some law. Oh, don't be talking too much about her, Cutter. You don't want to cross a shadow, nor be singing her praises, all right? Now, let's say no more about it. Rattling your bone box about the lady is dim. Dim indeed. And with that, Chino hobbles away, a grim and worried look on their face. Farewell, then. You head towards the Gathering Dust Bar, a strange building with dark granite walls and a conical roof made of dirty marble. The whole structure is teeming with black, razor-sharp vines. It seems out of place amongst the rickety thatched hovels that line the streets. In front, an animated corpse stands at attention. It's in a sad shape. Its shoulders are slumped, and one of its legs is broken, causing it to lean to one side. Stains of rotten fruit, mud, and bird droppings cover it from head to toe. Despite the many stitches, the corpse's rotting skin peels away, revealing long stretches of muscle and bone. You'd guess that this zombie is frequently used as target practice. Some of the tears in the skin still have rocks and bits of glass lodged in them. One wicked-looking cobblestone is embedded in the side of its head, dripping traces of brain matter and rotting flesh. To add to the indignity, graffiti has been carved into its body and several notices have been nailed into its chest, back, and head. Some of them are still legible. One, tacked to its back, is from the Office of Vermin and Disease Control. Another, on his forehead, looks to be a bill of fare for a restaurant. And on his chest is an official notice. There also appears to be some sort of want ad. The official notice reads, Public Notice by order of the Judiciary Council and in accordance with the citizenry of Sigil, let it be known those defacing a registered servant of the Dustman, either by graffiti, malicious attack, or by posting notices, will constitute felonious assault, and the perpetrator will be answerable for the vandalism of said servant, by order of the Hall of Speakers. The want ad reads, Wanted, able-bodied person willing to investigate a matter of the utmost importance to the Dustman cause will offer suitable compensation upon successful completion of said task. Interested parties inquire with initiate Norokch, gathering dust bar. The bill of fare pinned into the zombie's forehead appears to be for the gathering dust bar, but it cannot be read, as scrawled in charcoal over the bill are the words smoldering corpse bar. At your voice, the zombie immediately jerks its left arm upwards and points far down past your left shoulder. A moment later, the arm falls back to its side with a thump. <laughs> Reminds me of a job I once had. I, I mean, you know, without the arms. Hmm. I wonder if this would work with the rest. From the Office of Vermin and Disease Control, you read, To those hive citizens wishing gainful employ with the most honourable and generous civil government, inquire forthwith at Office of Vermin and Disease Control to help stem plague of brain rats. Bounties paid! Green given for each rat tail brought. Tails must be genuine and from rat only. No cat, dog or fiend tail accepted. Office several streets downward of the mortuary gate in Lower Hive. Ask for official inspector in charge, the respected Phineas T. Lort, the 39th. Uh, Office of Vermin and Disease Control. The zombie's arm jerks upwards and points down another street off the square. This time to your right. 
before again falling back to its side. The graffiti that scrawled all over the body runs from obscenities about the dustmen to slogans glorifying what appear to be local gangs. One piece of graffiti catches your eye. Someone has carved the name Farad on the corpse's left arm and slashed an X through it. Farad? The zombie immediately jerks its arm upwards and points far up over the opposite side of the square and then down. <laughs> uh, thanks. You look to Mort with a smirk. Well, that solves that then and head into the gathering dust bar. Inside, you see dozens of tables with somber-looking dustmen, dressed in their dark robes. A multitude of hushed conversations in unfamiliar languages scatter throughout the bar. Featureless, dark metal gates occupy the majority of the far wall. There doesn't appear to be any way to open them, but it grimly reminds you of the inside of the mortuary. The entire place is decorated with morbid trinkets, skulls of unusual species, mosaics made of bone, twitching homunculi sealed in glass. Bubbling tanks dispense their contents into wooden casks that line the stony shelves, and the faint smell of vinegar stings your nose. The bar itself, tended by several animated corpses, is made of a green stone that seems to evaporate any liquid that touches it. A zombie brushes past you carrying a mop and bucket. The vacant eyes briefly gaze into yours, and a strong waft of alcohol emanates from its body. Chief, what are we doing here? What say we just give this place the laugh, all right? A voice calls out from one of the centermost tables. You, stranger, speak with me for a moment. A tiny wizened man peeks from out his robes. They are so comparatively large they almost drown him. Although he looks to be in his late 90s, he is extremely energetic. His shock of bluish hair matches his bright, bird-like eyes that dart around the bar, and he fidgets continuously. Greetings. The man's eyes gleam as he takes your measure, and he gives you a bizarrely regal nod in greeting. Hail and well met, traveller. You have the look of one who is just getting their sigil legs about them. Mm -hmm. Pardon me. Have we met before? Your face seems familiar somehow. Possibly. Are you certain it was me? Hmm. Maybe I was mistaken. He shakes his head. Well, no matter, no matter. How is it that Mortai Gravesend may help you? Do you seek the contract, perhaps? Contract? The contract. Why, it is but a simple transaction. From the depths of his huge robe, Mortai pulls forth a roll of parchment and a quill pen... I give you fifty commons. In return, after death, the Dustman faction may claim your remains. He smiles, then clucks his tongue. What use will you have for them at that point anyway? What do the Dustman do with the body? He holds up his hands as if he doesn't know. What does it matter? It is of no consequence when you pass on. It matters to me. Well, if you must know, oft-times nothing is done with the body, and it is we, the Dustman, who have wasted all that money. More fools us. He gives a light, apologetic smile. But, rarely, there are times when the workers in the mortuary need to be replaced, and then we may have need for your body. You mean I'll be animated as a corpse and put to work in the mortuary? 
That doesn't sound good. Ah, but no harm is done. No pain. He raises a finger, as if to emphasize the point. And there is no danger. In exchange for money you can spend in this life, you merely have to give us something you will have no need of anyway once you have died. He taps his chest. I signed the contract myself, if you must know. I shall have no need of my body when I pass on. I'll consider it. For now, I, I have some other questions. Of course. Oh, oh, of course. Mortai nods. It would be my pleasure to answer any questions you may have. I need to speak to Emmerich. I'm to believe he may know something of the man I'm searching for, Farad. Have you seen him? Farad? He's one of those collectors, isn't he? I, I know little of him. I think Initiate Emmerich has mentioned him in passing. He glances around. Uh, Emmerich should be around here in the bar somewhere. He can usually be found in the far corner at the head table. I believe that's all I wish to know. Farewell. He nods as you turn to leave. Hmm. Is there something wrong? Um, forgive me. I must ask again. Are you sure we haven't met before? Possibly. Uh, I do not recall you. Hmm. He shakes his head. Well, no matter. Farewell, Mordai. Yes, farewell. Farewell. He studies you as you leave, and you hear him mutter under his breath. Something about that one. Thank you for listening to Planescape Torment, the unofficial audio series. A Revoker GM production. To support the show and those involved, please consider subscribing to our Patreon or donating via our Ko-fi page. Links to both are in the description.